Hey everyone, it's Nellie Thomas here. How are you doing? This is Dear Nellie, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. We hope you're loving the podcast as much as we are. A few quick things before we get into the show. Uh, for information about our fabulous live shows, which we do semi-regularly, go to NellieThomas.com and follow the links. We've just done a few in Melbourne, one in Sydney, and we'll be back for more early next year in 2024. Now your listener calls are the backbone of this podcast. They're the best. Chuck out the rest. Take a chance. Send me in your question, your comment, your dating story, regret, anything really. We absolutely love hearing from you and you can remain anonymous. Follow the links on my website or see the show notes for more information. To support the podcast and keep it coming out for free, please rate it on whatever app you're on now. Just pull it out. Hopefully give it a five-star rating that helps other people find it. Tell your mates, share it on socials, do all that stuff. If you can, please join Patreon or Acast Plus for five bucks a month and you get a bonus episode every month and some other perks. If you can't, that's also fine. Just keep listening every week for free. We can't do this without you. Now, this podcast was recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Last but not least, if you're new to the podcast, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. Let me put it this way. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off your fuck. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it through. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Tell me what you think I should do. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. And we are back for sloppy seconds with the one and only Helen Thorne, all the way from the U of the K. G'day London. G'day London. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just watched Mission Impossible with the kids the other night. And of course, because I think the second one's set in Sydney. So they mm-hmm. really ramp up the Australian like accent, like everything's g'day, mate. It's oh like, my god, oh, it's so jarring. Yeah, there's always that cringe, isn't there? And but also, I, I, what, how, how I describe it, I ock up, get a bit, yes. bit more ocker. Yeah, every time I see an Australian, yeah, and it's like so, I'm, I'm a terrible parrot. It's awful, yeah. awful behaviour. I'm yeah. really embarrassing. Which is weird because you sound very English these days. But anyway, this will bore the shit out of the listeners. This is just for you and I. Um, yeah. Let's go back. Wake for up, those, everyone. Wake up. For those who haven't listened to your first episode, let's do, can we do a quick recap? I mean, it's quite a story. Would you like to do it? Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's just, just, God, the gruesome highlights of my life in the last three and a half years. <laughs> Well, listener, um, three and a half years ago, I found out that my ex-husband was a first-class C-U-N-T, yeah. and um, I found out he'd been having an affair for four years. Bit of a shocker, bit of a surprise. Uh, mm. My life kind of exploded. It was the uh, it was the pandemic. Got a bit messy. Yeah, hit the booze. Really enjoyed my fags. Had had all the crashes. <laughs> yeah, but but then. Uh, like like um like a terrible metaphor of the bushfire and then the green shoots appeared yeah. about six months later started getting my mojo back again yeah and then slowly rebuilt myself was was a um was an excellent slag was a fantastic <laughs> slag. Really, really good at sex turns out yeah I had a real thirst for it yes um, well which which will gas. happen quite frankly, when you're in a less than desirable relationship where you've been mm. made to feel less than. And I think this is a really interesting part of your story because you got together with your ex-husband in your late teens, which is also yeah. the experience of many of the listeners. To be mm. frank, you didn't know any different. No. And as horrendous as, you know, finding out at the start of lockdowns that your husband of 20 years has had an affair for four of those years and all the shit that ensued, mm. what it also meant is that Helen in her 40s had the opportunity to work out what she fucking liked. Yeah. And what she that, deserved. Yeah, that was a joy. That was, that, yeah. that is the, that was the gift. That yes. was the the hidden bonus who knew yes. who, of absolute heartbreak and betrayal nah. and and you know and as soon as I started just doing tiny little things it wasn't like one day I clicked my fingers and went oh my god I've got this amazing life it was yeah. a slow build going oh I could cook whatever dinner I want I can and I'll do this you know, yeah 
Ah. I'll put up this painting. I'll, I'll recreate my home, my mm. life, you know, all those sort of things. And also I've spoken about this a lot is that I suddenly saw my friendship group in a whole new light. Like yeah. I loved my friends. I loved and I valued things mm. that, you know, meant so much to me because I wasn't expending all this useless time mm. on a narcissist, a complete fun vacuum. And mm. I was pouring all this love into a relationship that was obviously never going to work. Mm. But I, I, I was a trier, Nelly. I was a, a trier, trier, but also I think it's you know obviously we know each other very well, and I think I've fallen victim to this, and I think you did it. I don't think it's too harsh to say both of us, perhaps, and many listeners, were more invested in the idea than the reality. Mm. You know, so oh, you're yeah. actually trying to keep the family unit together you're trying to keep this marriage going I, I mean for many of those years against evidence yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. and the effort that requires that requires of you you're now putting into like you say it could be something like you painted the banister or mm. you decide to assemble an IKEA shelf or in your oh. case you start running. Or yeah. you start dating or like for listeners, I want you to remember, and I th- don't think you'll mind me saying this, you were fucking broken. Like you were yeah. devastated and in that mm. kind of this will, I'll never feel better space. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. actually within, I would say 12 to 18 months, you were a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest, the biggest learning um, or, you know, the biggest challenge for me at that time was asking for help. Yes. Because I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm a coper. Yeah. Yep. 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 Don't, don't, don't worry about me. No, no, yep. no. No, keep your lasagna. I'm all right. Yeah. All right. Don't worry. <laughs> Got my happy face on today, Dals. It's all right. <laughs> I'm um, smoking a pack of fags, drinking a bottle of gin and trying to run, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really, you know what? Oh. Couldn't be better. Yeah. This is what I wanted. Yes, good. <laughs> Can I just pause there for a minute? Because again, like like all competent women, but probably competent humans, that is an intellectual exercise, not a reality. Can I just invite people listening? Listen to your body. Okay. So if mm. your body, if you're putting shit into your body to that degree, if you're like suddenly going, right, I'm going to smoke a pack of fags a day and you didn't before and I'm going to drink more or I'm going to eat this or those change, your body's saying something's wrong, something's wrong. This is my alarm yep. system going off. Yeah. As I like to say, I was putting things in every hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> filling those gaps, filling, papering over the cracks, all my cracks. But on a positive note, right, even for someone who'd been in a relationship since they were 19, dating again, having sex with other people again, you realise because a lot of relationships, people come out of them thinking, quite frankly, I'm bad at sex or I'm not sexy or this is an important part of my life. None of those things are true when you have the opportunity Mm. to explore that freely. Yeah. And that was was an extraordinary, not that... I mean, you know, of course you seek validation from others. You you want yeah. someone to tell you you're sexy because that's yeah. a hard that's a hard thing to say when you've gone from feeling less than yeah. to kind of going, Jesus, this is a bit of all right, you know, yeah. have a right. Um, so I think one of the things I decided when I because I really my libido got switched on and and some people talk about this 
um you know the fire the fire yeah. that, that after after a grief or a loss and i i interviewed a woman the other day who said after um after her husband died she was quite confronted mm. with the urges that she had and i mm. I, I get it's primal yes it's primal to feel that you know, it's such a human need just to be held. Yes. And I was saying that sometimes, sometimes I would have one night stands just for the cuddles. And mm. I and I and I know that's not pretty, but I think it's better I'm honest about that because I know that mm-hmm. people go into dating apps with yeah. that kind of cavalier, like, oh, it's fine. I'm I'm feeling free. I feel like yeah. a teenager again. When yeah. essentially on Friday night, you'd like someone to buddy stroke your hair and eat ice cream yeah. with on the sofa. You want to be spooned. Ready for the emotional attachment. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, you can confuse all those feelings and that's so mm. normal. That's so real. I'll tell and- you what, you talk to, and I've had a few friends who've done sex work, as I'm sure you have, you talk to any mm. sex worker and they will tell you that there is a huge wave of clients paying literally for that, you know, like yeah. where you think, oh, it's it's all focused on orgasm, it's all focused on sex, they're going to want, I don't know, a blowjob, whatever it is. It's like, can you please talk to me and hold my hand for an hour or spoon me? Yeah. You know, yeah. or whatever. Like that need for human connection is not yeah. quite universal, but almost. Yeah. And um, and one of the things I've learned amongst my single um single women, single parenting community, mm. and we talk about this quite honestly, is that when couple coupled friends, very well meaning, ah. loving couple friends, say to you, you just need time alone. You need to learn yeah. to be by yourself. Don't rush. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Says no. you with your hug and dust and bloody love actually on Saturday night. No, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And and to any listener out there who's got friends going like that, yeah. don't feel guilty. Don't feel the shame that couples put on you for these feelings. Because I think yeah. that, I, you know, they haven't walked a mile in your shoes and also yes. your your sexual energy is confronting for them yes and that's, that's the thing that i have found in the last three and a half years and i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be that prick i'm writing a new book nelly i'm gonna drop yeah. it in now bang of course um, you are it'll be in the show notes um, yeah 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 and I'm, I'm writing a chapter called are you coming with me yeah which is about this notion is that when you start to change and transform Mm. and get more confident and you have these new experiences in life your some of your friends won't like it Mm. and they won't they the status in your relationship and your friendship will start to shift Mm. and some friends will go yay Mm. look at you shine and other friends going hang on Mm. no 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 Mm. you were that dowdy friend who was a bit and now and and that can be you know, that could fuck people off. <laughs> I think really especially if it's hitting a raw nerve for them. So if you're in the situation and anyone in middle age will be in this situation where you've got friends who have companionate marriages and they may be happy with having a companionate marriage. It may be sexless yeah. or very low sex and companionate and that's the trade-off they make and they're happy with that. Having said that, yeah. sitting in front of single Helen going, yes, had this, you know, great like sexual experience that I've never had before on Friday night at the age of 45 or whatever it is, that can really challenge that um, status quo. Like just your presence can challenge that. 
Yeah, and I think so. And I, and and also, I've never wanted to. You know, I've been excited about these new experiences. Yeah. I've been, ex- you know, and happy about that. And I know, um, and I know that that's. And sometimes it's really hard supporting friends when they're going through these blowouts. And you're like, yeah, should you should you meet that guy from Tinder <laughs> three hours after you matched with him? Is he going to murder you? I've, you know, yes. like. So I yes. think I think that's you know, there's there's so much love that comes from that and that care, but um. I think um I think it is it's one of those big shake up times in your life. I think it's you know it's healthy to have a big shake up in your life because I guess as we all discover we know who our best friends are, we know who yeah. are our support crew and it can be it can be really liberating and hurt hurtful mm. but I think um but also you get to know who you are in mm. in this sort of unexpected way which is mm. which is great and there's only good that can come from it. Well, and then, you know, that all of us would have been through that situation and you would have been that at 19, given that that's when you met your then, you know, who went on to become your husband. Like if you're a group of single friends and you couple up, you can also be very confronting in that group. And Mm. basically what we're saying is everyone's projecting their own shit and it's (laughs) not your shit, you know. Like if you meet a happy couple because you're now in a happy couple, if you meet a happy couple and your feeling is, why don't I have that? That's not fair. You know, who Mm. does she think she is? What is he? He's probably not even that good. Girlfriend, assess your own mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right? And if you sit with a single friend and you're married and you're like, oh, well, look at her getting all of that and, you know, da-da-da, mate, have a look at your marriage. Yeah. Yeah, right. just flip it around a bit. Flip it just around. Flip, just look in that mirror just a little <laughs> bit. Now you get to ask me a question in a minute, but I cannot leave the listeners um, at, uh, hanging with this story without because last time you were on, I think you had maybe just started this new relationship, but it was very new and you had told, you know, that really difficult rebuilding story and that story did involve at various times the idea of pretty much as we all go through, I think I might be on my own forever, I don't think I can do Mm. this again, maybe there's no one for me, you know, all of the things that we experience when we go through divorce. Turns out Helen's in love. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. All right. This is you know. Tell us. Music. Oh, yeah, bust. I'm so in love. I'm good. so in love. And good proper, you know, love me, love. You know. Oh, like love song, love. So you met on Tinder. Oh, on Bumble. Oh no, on we, Bumble. Yes, we'd we'd matched on Tinder previously. Yeah. But we met um, properly when we we matched on Bumble, and oh my God, he's just the love of my life. He is he is divine, and it's and we, we're celebrating our one year anniversary in New York. Oh on, my God! Um, in in a month's time. Um, so can we kind... just go? Can we go yeah. back to was it when did you call me crying? It was either January or February, twenty twenty. Yeah. When you just found a letter that revealed your fucking life had imploded. Yeah. Can you imagine if I had said to you then, in three and a half years' time, you're actually going to experience love in a real sense for the first time in your life and you will be having a one-year anniversary in New York with this guy? No, nah, no. Nah. I would have said, no, just 
I, I, I would have thought it was impossible. I would yeah. have, because I just, I would have said, no, no yeah. that's not, you know, because I, I had this idea about love and yeah. it was so destroyed. And yeah. I just thought, but I worked my hardest. And if yeah. I can't work this out and get what, you know, what I, you know, what I sort of thought I deserved, you know, yeah. and, I, and it was, yeah. it was such a mess. And I thought, I can't go, th- I could not see myself going, going head first into love again. Mm. And and also I was starting to get really, and I think this is the cliche, I was starting to get really used to the idea. I was like, I don't need to live with someone again. Mm. I've got this lovely house. I've got, you know, mm. my kids and the job mm. I love. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really looking for it. And then I just remember on the first day and I, I saw him, I went, oh, here we are. Like, oh, it was so different. It was so different yeah. from any other meeting. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I just adore him and we've worked really hard and at, um, you know, communicating, but it's felt easy. It's felt And natural. I remember the first date, like, tell me if I've got this one wrong, dear listener. Yeah. Thorny and I ring each other when we go on a date and, and unpack it. You guys <laughs> went, met at a pub and just kissed for like an hour. Yes. So our first date, we yeah. just met for a couple of hours. The kids were coming back at seven. I met him at yeah. five. We'd been texting sort of on and off for about yeah. six weeks. He'd gone on holiday. I was running a marathon. I was like, oh, I'm going to be no fun. So let's meet after that. And he just lived down the road. And we met in the pub, which is yeah. like five minutes each from our house. And um and yeah and we just we just had like an atomic kiss you know yeah. when you feel like it's like it oh, was yes. awesome. a massive snog and yeah. then uh, and then he walked me home yeah. um you know to the top of my street and I was like oh can we see each other again and he's like yes and so I waited a whole week until I saw him again <laughs> holy shit <laughs> everything was on fire that week oh my god your spaces were activated. Yes, I gave myself yes. RSI in one <laughs> hand. Uh, honestly, uh, the anticipation. Ridiculous. But again, for people um, listening who are going back into dating, I think this is also really interesting because by then you'd had a couple of years of pretty mm. regular dating. Like you really went on a mission to yes. explore that side of like dating, sex, um, meeting up, meeting new people, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. this one was different. Oh, and and I never believed when people said, when you know, you know. You just yeah. know. And yeah. and I was like, oh, no, I know. And then I was like, oh, no, you're right. You're completely yeah. correct. Yeah. And, and all the feels, all the feels and all the sort mm. of, yes, me too, me too. And just feeling myself, like feeling mm. not that bad, wait, later. Um, yeah. But just feeling... <laughs> I could just be authentically me. Like, you, you know, I had I yeah. sort of young guys and <laughs> all sorts of stuff where, you know, I I'm I'm a you know performer and people pleaser. Yeah. So I can kind of and I did that thing of morphing myself and you can turn and, it on. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This I just felt just a hundred percent me with him and just so excited to to meet someone, I was like, oh, there are kind men out there. There are yes. kind souls. and Of course there are. Just, yeah, divine. Let yeah, me ask you this, because even though you're supposed to ask me, I'm not going to pass up this opportunity because I think this is fascinating. It seems to me, again, correct me if I'm wrong, you have just 
without knowing actually fallen in love for the first time in your 40s. So what Mm. you thought was a marriage that was loving was not. Yeah. No. No. And, and, And the love I felt in the last year is infinitely greater than mm. any of the love put together in 22 years. And it's, but also, um, and which I, I kind of feel fortunate to fall in love in my forties because yes, my, my priorities have shifted in terms mm. of the partner I'm looking for. And, and I'm so grounded in, in my career and, and being a mom and I'm not looking for a partner to have children with. I'm not looking Mm. for a partner for financial security. I'm not looking Mm. for any of those things. I just want someone to bring me joy. There's no agenda. No. And that is Mm. liberating. And that Mm. is exciting because it's Mm. just this, it's, it's, it's a pure kind of love. If that doesn't, Mm. that sounds awful, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a love without um, these the weight of expectations. It's, I think it's, the, you know, the way I think of it, you know, we talk a lot on the podcast about ripping up the script. The script's already been ripped up, right, because yeah. you're middle-aged and divorced and that's meant to be mm-hmm. a tragedy and you're meant to never recover and all the things that we hear in, you know, in, in the ether. So that's already yeah. been ripped up. So this idea of, well, I need a partner for financial security, I need children, I need the approval of my parents, I need the yeah. neighbours to see me as a um, family unit, oh, well, all that shit's already gone. So in mm. that sense, the the love that can develop is actually pure you know, because yeah. you, you can disentangle it from other people's mm. expectations. Yeah, yeah, and it's... And it's divine. And then what's been nice in the last, especially in the last few months when, you know, um, we've started going to things as as a couple yeah. and everyone loves him and yeah. I love that they love him. And I, you know, yeah. I sort of want to skip down the street going, this is my boyfriend. Yeah. So, no, I just, I, I'm so, so he's a joy to share with everyone and my kids yeah. love him so yeah. much and he, I mean, he's been so sweet. And we waited seven months before we introduced the kids. Mm. Um, we were really gentle. And then this week for the first time, so it's been 11 months, he stayed over while the kids were here. And last night um, we played Monopoly. We ate ice cream, brought ice cream over. Mm. Um, you know, he rang ahead and said to my um, my big team, what's your favourite ice cream? I'll bring that over. It's just these little beautiful wow. sort of lovely. Gestures. Yeah. Yeah. And sat down um with my eldest and went through her art book and mm. you know, took time. Mm. And these these sort of beautiful gestures have meant mm. so much to me, but also to the kids because they just said, We feel like we're the priority here. And I said, You are. You, you are, are the priority. Yes. And yeah. for people listening, and I think this is relevant, he doesn't have kids. Because sometimes we hear like, oh, the only, particularly if we're talking about men, the only men who know how to do that are fathers. That's not true. He knows how to nurture. He was obviously very patient. It's not like he pushed it and went, right, I've got to meet them. I've got to meet them. They've got to be my best friends, you know, or don't you, like you give up time with them to see me. Like he's done all the green flags. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and the kids feel listened to and respected Mm. and, you know, um, and especially in the first meetings, like we would set, we would stand 
quite separately. Yeah. And now, you know, he's going, um, you know, going, he'll give me a kiss and a, a yeah. cuddle. But then, but there's, but we're really respectful of that sort of yeah. being too amorous. And yes, yes, yes. Kids, kids get that effort, you know, they get that. Yeah. Um, and so, so I think that's, that's really, and they'll, they'll say, oh, you know, is he coming for Christmas now? And so that's all been mm. quite um, gentle and organic and led by them. Mm. And I think, but then that, that's good because it feels like then that does mean commitment and long-term and, mm. and trust. It's think, more sustainable you know, and they also, let's be really clear, they definitely noticed the opposite. Like we had one yeah. caller who's new, I mean, whose ex is, and his new girlfriend basically had very loud sex and it upset the kids and the kids tried to talk to him about it and he just basically went too bad. And that's yeah. fucked, right? <laughs> like, that's a, yes, that's you don't have to no. pretend to be flatmates, but you also, like, rubbing their face in it is also not okay. No, no. And I just, yeah, I, 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 that, that I find really upsetting because mm. there's plenty of time you can, you know, when you can go off and have a shag, you know, yes. like, <laughs> yes. And it doesn't make you know, them like prudish or selfish. It's no. actually completely developmentally normal for the kids mm. to kind of go, oh, I don't know about like seeing mum pashing someone. Like, at least yeah. let them get used to the new person and the nature of the relationship and all that kind of, like be sensitive to what's happening for yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, because my kids are 14 and 12, so, you know, they're, they're yeah. really fun to hang out with. Like we, yeah. as a four, we've been to a festival, we go to the yeah. cinema, we're going out for dinner. Yeah. And we can have a lot of fun. It's not like they're toddlers and, yeah. and you know, I mean, not that that matters, but, you know, hmm. The, st- the time in my life with the kids at the moment, is, it's it's really fun and I really, really enjoy hanging out together as four. It just feels like mates. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been good, but it's just sort of, it is, it is time. And, and also the, the nature of my work, because I go on tour. Yeah. So nine months of the year. So I'm away like two or three nights a week. We've had to do this relationship quite slowly. Slowly. Yeah, and yeah. I might only see him about once a week, and it's a different, it's an intensity um, on a different kind of level because we really miss each other, and then when yeah. we see each other, we'll go. This feels like a treat. You yes, know? we'll go and we'll go and do something together. And the excitement's and still there, and the frisson, and this is why I'm all for you know when callers call in and they're like, oh, should I try long distance or this person lives an hour and a half away? I'm like, do it, do yeah. it. Like if that means if you see each other a couple of nights a month, they'll be the best bloody nights of your month. Wowzers, yes. <laughs> you know? Goodness me. Yeah. Like that kind of anticipate, even just on a sexual level, but I mean even emotionally as well and all the things. It's yeah. like you can actually really put the effort into connecting um, mm. if you keep the um, domesticity out of it for a while and let that yeah. grow. Yeah. I know, and I and all that can wait. All that, yeah. you know. Yeah. I sort of think, like, you know, I don't. One of the things I, I I rejoiced in after I got divorced was like, I don't have to wash anyone else's socks or pants. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to do yeah. all that sort of thing. Not not I. Not that I ever would. I think with with my um partner now because he's so you know I I blink and he's made the bed. I blink yeah. and he's done the dishes. Like he's just. 
he's just a different he's just a different guy um but it's it's you know i think um i think i'm i love our current life and i and i and i i do know what i'm like because obviously you know what i'm like yeah you know you'd be on your third date and you're like I mean, should I wear cream or ivory at the wedding? Like, you know, like, I, oh my God. So, do you know Anna, what? Really I can't at- tell you, and I'm sure there'd be so many listeners. And if you didn't listen to your, uh, if you haven't listened to Helen's first episode, please go back and do that because I can't tell you, like, the difference. It's hard for me to convey as someone who's so close to you, it's hard for me to convey yeah. the difference in you. And I don't just mean post-divorce. I mean, even when you were married, you know, you were not the way I think of it. You were not shining. You were not in a situation that um, brought out the best in you. You were always wonderful and I've always adored you, but you were clearly being held back. And to be in a situation that was so awful, your divorce was so one of the harder ones that I've heard of even in Mm. this kind of role and how desperately broken you felt to Mm. now hearing you talk about having this much love in your life, having and found the guy on Bumble. Can I say that again? For all of those Ah! who are experiencing the heteropessimism of going, (laughs) there's no good men and where the fuck are they and all that kind of stuff. Well, if you can find one, so can they. Yeah. It's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. It's not guaranteed, but it's definitely no. possible. Yeah. And my brother, my brother met his wife on Bumble. So my yeah. mum now thinks it's this magic. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> now, normally with sloppy seconds, I let you ask me a question, but I think we've spent so much time on talking about you, which I'm more than happy about. With your permission, unless it's a burning question, you can do it in thirsty thirds instead. Right. Okay. I'll hold on to it then. <laughs> or would you would you like to ask it? Because you can. I've since I've given you that. Homework. Oh no! Look, all all I was going to ask was was something we covered anyway. Was about um your advice for people going through changes and how to deal with friendships when you get stronger. And I think we kind of covered that. Ah. Really, I I keep getting um asked from mm. from people who follow me about divorce mm. as well because I. I um I think that's the hardest thing when you get excited about your new life and and people don't don't share yes. that um enthusiasm and I think that is hard because sometimes that feels like a second betrayal. And, oh, and, and like, can feel very isolating. I reckon there's, mm-hmm. I mean, at the extreme end, you you're probably going to lose some friends. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. that I would say that means those friendships probably weren't either they'd run their course or they were situational, you know, they were couple friends, you know, in the way that maybe you have school parent friends that yes, once yes. primary school's done, so is your friendship. It doesn't mean anyone's a terrible person. It no. just means that situation was the glue rather yeah. than the relationship. But I think on that basic level, if you're like, let's say in your situation, if you're saying to someone, oh my God, I've found this new guy. I'm totally in love. I'm experiencing this for the first time. If they can't be happy with you, stay away from them. Like you might come back to them later, but don't keep going back in to get punched in the face emotionally. No, because I think one of the things I am now acutely aware of is my nervous system. Yes. And and you you really nailed it in terms of you know how i was in my marriage 
And I didn't realise I basically lived in fight or flight for about right. 20 yeah. years. Going, yeah. Will he like this dinner? You know, yeah. will, is this good enough? And yeah. I didn't feel good enough. There was no, no. point. Every time I went to him with good news or anything, mm. go, yeah, but you could have done that better or mm. Mm, I wouldn't have cooked the broccoli like that. Mm. It was that those small slaps, <sighs> small cuts that just and 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 I have to say, listener, it's 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 hard to get that out of your nervous system. That will it take is. time. Yeah. And even last year I was I was painting my staircase like a bright yellow. Mm. And I, I made a mistake. I put some paint on the wall and um and I went, oh God, he's gonna hate that. And yeah. I just for a second went, how how is my brain still operating like this yeah. two and a half years later? He's gonna come home and tell me off. Yeah. And and that will take time to get rid of. Um, yeah. Get it rid will. of the process. Yeah. Let alone that deeper stuff of, oh, maybe I'm not attractive enough. Or maybe I'm yeah. not interesting enough. Maybe I'm not good at sex. Maybe I should, you know. All the things that if we've got a couple of wines under our belt and we're with good friends that we confess that we may not even be aware of, if you're meeting that now, don't replicate that again in a new relationship or even in friendships. If I come to you and go, Thorny, I went on this date and it was so fabulous and I'm feeling elated. If you can't meet me there, I'm not going to tell you again. No. Simple as that. No. And you can make a decision how egregious it is. You might need to leave that friendship or you might go, okay, I don't go to that friend with that. Yes. I think I think that's right because it's just I just you can't you can't change someone. You can't no. you, it's like I oh, was like pouring water into a sieve. Yeah. You, know, you will get but it will it won't it won't stick. No. And it's and and, and you have to let that go. You have to let those yes. sort of like yeah. And if it's, yeah. I think, if it's a friendship that's really or a relationship or a family or whatever, any kind of relationship that it's really important to you, then you're going to have to, you know, put your big girl pants on, do the hard thing and sit down and go, you know what, when I talk to you about this, I feel that you're responding like this and it hurts me. Yeah. So what's going on? You know, like yeah. you're actually going to have to name it um, mm. or that shit festers. And you lose that person, or they lose you. Yeah, and then it turns into contempt, and we all they know might not even know they're doing it. Like they might. Yes. Let's go back to that situation where, for example, if someone's in a um, marriage that isn't doing very well, they might not even be conscious of how much mm. your presence is disrupting them and triggering them. Whereas yeah, once you yeah. call it, they might go, "Ooh." I am actually bringing something to this conversation I hadn't even realised. Yeah, 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 that's good. And I think I think those sort of hard conversations, as well as, you know, we spend probably weeks mm. <laughs> preparing for them. Oh, ruminating. Like, oh, my God, yeah. over and over again. But if yeah. I say that, they'll say this and yes. all that sort of stuff. And we all know you'll all feel better for it, you know. Mm. And, and, and sometimes it's those, you know, late night Chardonnays and you mm. go, oh, mate, you know. Yeah is everything okay sometimes mm. when I talk about this I don't feel like you're happy for me or yeah you know, or, or whatever and and they can be really mm. you can get closer because of them which is which is wonderful look I think they'll either tell you to fuck off in their own way <laughs> right yes. and in some ways that that might need to happen like you might need yeah, to actually yeah. lose that friendship and or lose it for a period of time or forever or mm. exactly what you said they might then go Oh, I didn't even realize. Like, yeah. 
you know, it's no different to romantic relationship. Can they sit with your feelings? If you're going, I feel like you're not happy for me, if they're going to get defensive and shut down or tell you you're stupid or you're too sensitive or whatever, well, is that even a good friendship? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, and then it comes back to, you know, when I was talking about love, does it feel easy? Does it feel natural? Does it feel like they got your back? Yes. Yes. Are they... Are they out there going, you're going to be great and your happiness yes. is my happiness? Go shine. If you're walking yeah. on eggshells, you're not walking on sunshine. No. no. I'm walking on title. sunshine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Are you ready for some listener calls? Oh, my God. Oh, you're going to love this. this. Oh, yes, please. I love your listeners. Hey, Nelly. It's Lizzie and sister. Won't mention names. I love your podcast and have done since I heard you speaking about it on Radio National. Went straight to it, loved it, listened to it, put my sister onto it. She loves it. I think she sent you maybe an unreadable issue. But anyway, for her birthday, we came down on Saturday night from Sydney to see the show and it was so much fun. Such a lovely atmosphere, full of great, lovely people. And what was really good is you looked so happy and pretty and hopefully you're feeling much better than when you shared with us in that episode where you weren't feeling so great. I hope things like the show show you that whole room full of people love you, people who actually know you in life and who love you from the podcast. Okay, thank you, Nelly. Bye. Get out of town. She makes me cry. That is gorgeous. I love you, that lady. Oh, my God. I love that lady and her sister and now I'm like, oh, my God, they came. So we did a live show in Melbourne last week. They must have come all the way from Sydney, you know, to watch the live show and you know what it's like. You do live shows as well and in a similar kind of area really and to have this sort of experience of this group of people who feel like on some level they've found like a place to land Mm. You know, like a community. Yes, yeah, that it's is beautiful. it. You got to find your tribe. And yeah, that is, and I think I think that's the first thing that happens when you go through um, any big life change. Yeah, is that you like I'm the only one. Like, yes. oh, this isn't normal, and there's a disconnect. Yes, there's a real disconnect with yourself. Yeah, because your the the path ahead has just been. Mm. You know, destroyed, mm. and and you're sort of in this kind of weird abyss where you mm. everything is thrown up in the air. Yeah, everything doesn't feel right. There's no normal anymore. No. And then when you start getting those sweet connections, with, yeah, with with people, and then people start saying that, you know, when you get the goosebumps, when people say something that that resonates with your feelings, mm. it's really. Mm powerful it's really yeah. powerful yeah you do good Nelly you do oh, good in the world but I think it's also it's one of those things where it really is speaking of relationships it is a relationship you know like even yeah. the fact that um she as a listener and in this case an audience member is like caring for me is referencing, mm. you know, an episode, well, I don't know, 10, however many episodes ago when I was going through a really hard period and sort of shared that and that her mm. kind of, that's in her mind and her kind of going, 
I love seeing you on stage being shiny Nelly in your bloody undies, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not a me giving. It's a, it's a, it's a circular thing, you know? It's yeah. like it's, a, it's an energy that's created between me and them and same with you and your audience. It's yeah. maybe we start with the vulnerability, like we lead with it, but then it comes yeah. back. You know, it's this sort of theory of abundance, like more is more. Yes. Bring bring everyone to the table. And I Come think, on, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it's been a joy for me to see. Yeah. Um, you I remember you called me on that Christmas day yeah. a couple of years ago. Oh. And um and I remember yes. having my bottle of prosecco. Yeah. And 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 I'm like, babe, I'm here for it. Yeah. And you sat on that balcony and 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 we knew we knew yeah. life was gonna change. Yeah. And it was hard and it was shit. And it was yeah. how 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 am I gonna do this? Yeah. And how how are the kids gonna be? Yeah. How am I gonna manage it financially? All of the, the list. All of it. The list. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Um, but you knew that going forward in the current situation was going to be worse than the unknown. Oh, I mean, I think I described it to you that that day, like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I couldn't breathe, you know, and we yeah. often when we get callers kind of going, I don't know when to leave or when to call it, to me that's like really clear sign. And of course I was breathing or I'd be dead. But do you know what I mean? Like if you – feel yeah. like you feel that kind of tension in your chest and throat we just yeah. like I'm kind of gasping for air literally and metaphorically um yeah and then to go from that to you know what that caller has seen what I see in yeah. you what she sees in me my yeah. hope is that that shows the possibilities of that journey not it's yeah. not all easy we know that like it's not all bloody beer and skittles. There's no doubt. No, there's no is, magic pill. There's no. no magic pill, but it is also possible um, to feel happy again and to feel joy and to cope with the hardships of life and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think your resilience grows. Like you will, ah. you will still, get, you still will get hurt. And God damn it, your ex will fuck you off. They <laughs> will fuck you off. Always, yeah. Always fuck you off. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, we've got another listener call. Are you ready? And thank oh, yes, you to please. our first caller, and thank you for taking the time to ring in with something so lovely. It's it made my day. All right, so this, oh, you're going to love this one, Thorny. You ready? Go for it. Hi, Nelly. This is Anne. I'm on the Gold Coast, and I listen to all your shows, and I have a question slash shout out to listeners i'm wondering if anyone else is in the same category stage of life as me i am early very early 50s 53 and oh that makes me nearly mid 50s okay let's stick with 50 (laughs) and i have two teenagers at home still at school years 10 and years 11, but I also have two kids from my previous marriage and I have two grandkids and I feel like it's relentless. So, and I feel like no one else really understands what it's like to essentially have had two different families and now I'm 
expected, conditioned to enjoy all the time with my grandkids, but I'm still raising my own kids. I have a husband, he's wonderful, so it's not like I'm doing this alone, but I just feel like I want some time for me. When's it time for me? And I don't know anyone else who's in the same situation as me, and I was wondering if there's any other listeners out there who are or if you know anyone or if any of your um, guests on the show know anyone in this sort of situation and also how do I get over feeling guilty that I don't really want to spend one day a week with my grandkids or even every second weekend look after them, whatever it is, because we're conditioned that that's what grandparents should love doing. But I'm still running around after kids with a social life because one of them can't drive yet. So look forward to hearing your thoughts on that one. Oh, and on a side note, in case anyone thinks the school years are hard, I've had a kid in school every single year since 1998 and I've still got two years to go after this one. So cheers to that. Thanks, Nellie. Love what you're doing. Bye. Oh, Jesus. I love, oh, I love you so much. I know. This most generous giving, putting everyone before you and you've had enough. You've had enough. You've had enough. You've given. Yeah. You've given some. I'm going to kick this off and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. It reminded me immediately about, geez, it'd be 10 years ago now. Um, I was in Bali. We're on a family holiday in Bali and met this couple who were probably in their 70s and they spent four months of every year in Bali. And I was asking them about like, you know, lifestyle and whatever. Like we were in a cheap area, so it would have been relatively affordable, like a country area, and how it worked with grandkids. And they said they had seven grandkids. They sat down their three children and they said, we're going to be really honest with you. Like we parented all of you to the best of our ability. We're really dedicated parents. We're not doing that again. So mm. when we're in Australia, we will absolutely see the grandkids and we'll stay in touch with them and we'd love to hang out with them, but we will not be doing childcare and these are the reasons why. And I'm like, yeah, praise Jesus. Like don't just wow. do it because you don't know what everyone's expectations are. Like I personally have no expectation that grandparents will do childcare but other people do. So have the conversation. And in their case, I think they then bring the grandkids to Bali for a week or something, you know, like they kind of make, it's not like they've gone, right, we're out. Yeah. They're also unapologetically going, this is our time. These are our golden years. I do not want to do childcare two days a week. Mm. And yeah, that's absolutely it. The thing that comes to mind is, um, the great saying is choose guilt over resentment. Oh, tell me about that. So instead of I'll take the kids on for two days and fucking seize and yeah. hate them and hate you for wanting me to do it, yeah. go no and you'll feel guilty for a bit. Yeah, you'll feel yeah. guilty but you won't feel as shit as you no. do because the resentment will the guilt will fade but the resentment will build. choose guilt over resentment because the guilt will fade, the resentment will build. That Could there be any truer 
expression. Mm. And I think it, I can't remember if it was Brené Brown or Glennon Doyle who said it. Yeah. I just think that you, it is so powerful. And I heard it mm. recently and I thought, fucking yes. Because when I, I want to say yes to everybody. I want to yes. be everybody's friend. That is my, my, that is my, not weakness. It's just, it's just who I am. Yeah. I, I, that's just who I am. And I want to be able to help everyone. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to feel resentment in any relationship. No. That is unhealthy. Mm. And, and I love, was it, was it um, Jane Fonda who recently said, no is a complete sentence. Complete sentence. And guess Not, what? But, yeah. You are in your mid forties. I'm in my late forties. Our call is in there early. I'm going to still say early fifties at 53. We have Barely. tried the people pleasing. It doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't no. work. If people, and I'm not suggesting your children are going to do this caller, but the more you give, the more people take. That's how it goes. Like a taker mm-hmm. doesn't stop and go, oh, I've had enough. They keep oh, taking. So the only person who can change this is you. Stop giving it. Yeah. It's completely um, reasonable to sit down with your adult children and say, kids, I'm still parenting. I yeah. can't also take on child care. I can be nana or grandma or whatever and have fun with them and do movie night every two weeks or something like that, but I can't yeah. be your child care. No, and this is my time. I've done. It's my time. And when it's yeah. your time, I want you to take that too, you know, yeah. and sure, and if they need that. their tonsils out or you get sick, of course I'll be there, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. That's a different thing to a regular accumulation of resentment Mm. darling caller you are done we can hear it in your voice (laughs) you're done you've done your time yeah exactly and you're doing well and you know it it might be if you're doing four you know four uh weeks a month just do three or start start just gradually gradually build up one of the things that um a friend of mine told me um, and it really stung was it said people pleasing is lies it people so I'll say that again people pleasing is lying yeah it you're is. not really telling the truth no nope. you're not really being authentically yourself and you're not mm. you're saying yes out of obligation mm. not yes out of love yeah and and I think that is um and it's hard because we're ingrained as mm. you know we've been told to be the good girl mm. and that I think that I find you know hard to be the good Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, happy, it is hard. Yeah, and it's that. Yeah, um, you can do it though. I know She's you can her. do it. And even if you want to think, like, if it's easier for you to think of yourself as a role model, then think mm-hmm. about that. Like, what are you modelling to your children and grandchildren about the expectations of women at your age as well? Let me mm-hmm. give you another concrete example because I think she's asking for like pragmatic examples. A friend of mine, her mum, long story, but her mum got divorced um, from her dad, ended up in a long-term relationship with a woman. They're still together some 30 years later or something like that. The two women, so the two nanas, have their five grandkids, maybe it's seven, I can't remember, quite a lot. They have them for dinner every Wednesday night, right? So they literally get however they get all the kids from school, they go over to their house on a Wednesday night. They have dinner. The cousins hang out. That, I mean, I don't even think you have to do that weekly, but that's enough caller. 
Like maybe if you yeah. go to your kids with a with a plan, if you kind of go, yeah. we want to do, I want to do Friday night movie nights with the kids or Sunday afternoon yeah. or this off, you need to work out for yourself how often you can do it. But rather than a kind of, oh, I don't want to do it, say what you can do. Mm. Yeah. And I, I would love I, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and and it's it's all possible. It's all possible. Yeah. yeah. And maybe and don't expect or don't anticipate that they're gonna hate you or or, yeah. or it's somehow gonna damage the relationship. Mm. Um they might go, Oh, I didn't realise you felt this way. Yeah. Because you haven't haven't spoken up. Um, or they might and- even go, Mama wasn't even expecting you to. You know, like we never knowing that when we're ruminating, we don't know how much is conditioning, how much is projection, how much. And indeed, if you do present that to your kids and they do arc up, we'll let them arc up. They'll get over it. Yeah. Have another conversation and talk to them about you as a human being, not as a servant. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. We love you. Yeah, I can go for it. All right, we're yeah. going to finish up with big mistake. So in your experience and for listeners, of course, we're going to put links into the show notes to your first book, um, Get Divorced, Be Happy, also to your a wonderful podcast, Scummy Mummies, which covers a lot of this area turf as well and a lot yeah. more parenting stuff. Um, you're in this ether. So what's the biggest mistake you see, do you think, in dating and relationships? I think the biggest um, mistake in in dating in relationships is, and I've thought about I've thought about this a lot, is again like your listener said, um, being afraid in the early stages to say your real feelings. Yes, and because especially if you haven't been loved properly for a long time, yeah, or if you are projecting so much onto this new relationship, you you hold back the crazy. You hold yes. back. <laughs> you can hold back things yes. that down the line. Um, and it sort of it does echo a bit with it's funny, um, it echoes a bit with your caller. Yeah. But don't be afraid to go, this doesn't quite feel right. Or when you said that, you know, mm-hmm. that made me feel a bit sad because mm. That build and then you'll have this almighty crash and that other person go, hey, hang on, hang mm. on. If you'd said three months ago. Yeah. But because then it's almost like a like a micro betrayal. Yeah. Because then if you bring that like, I've been thinking this for six months and you've done yeah. this, 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 yeah. then they can't change what happened three months ago, but they can going forward. So I, I saw this with a friend, of- Thorny, with someone, a friend of mine, and I'll obviously anonymize, was seething because yeah. the person that she'd started dating hadn't changed their relationship status on Facebook. And I'm like, oh. I don't even know how to do that. So if I'm dating someone and they're thinking, oh, Nellie's not updating her relationship status because she's ashamed of our relationship or she's hiding it away, I wouldn't even know that was going on in their mind. Oh God! I'm oh, like God. you have got to talk to that person. <laughs> so, like they yeah. might not have ever had a relationship status on Facebook, and all of a yeah. sudden you're telling yourself a story that they're hiding it. 
that you're shameful, that you're not good looking enough, that that whatever mm. the fucking story you're telling yourself, and it's a complete projection. Yeah. yeah so yeah, raise absolutely. it. Yes, exactly. And get used to saying, is it okay? I'm just going to, you know, I know it's hard. It's really hard to start those conversations, yeah. but it shouldn't come out of like a burst valve. No, that's, that's right. When you yeah. blow and then it comes out all wrong. And I think you're right in terms of hiding your own stuff as well. Like I remember being in a dating situation. You know this about me. I have really chronic anxiety if I don't know where I am, right? So let's say if you and I went to Sydney and you went, well, let's just wander down there and find a pub. Like I can't do that, you know. I need to look it up. I need to know where I'm going, where it is in relation to the hotel that we're staying at, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was talking to a previous guest about that. That used to be, that would be something that I would hide. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I go, you need to know this about me because I'm nearly 50 and that part of yeah. me, I think's baked in, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm not going to make you pay for the Uber, but yeah. I am going to need to get an Uber to that pub or I'm going to need to see on the map exactly how far it is and where we are. And that's, you're just going to, that's one of my quirks you're going to have to deal with. And I'll deal with some yeah. of yours. Whereas I would have hidden yeah. that because it's embarrassing. Oh, but it's it's lovely. And I think that's there's there's obviously some, you know, that's a bit of security and safety yeah. stuff. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I was just in the in Berlin on the weekend and a friend of mine lives there and she's like, just catch the train to my house. And I took two trains in the wrong direction. Yeah. And and she's and she's really against cabs. And yeah. I was like, I just want to take a cab to your house, it'll take half an hour. And she's like, No, no, no. And and I just I found it so stressful. But if yeah. I had just asserted myself and said, Self. "Listen, I will pay for the cab, and yeah. then I'll be dropped off in a foreign city. Yeah. I've been up since four. I've just taken a flight. Yeah. I'm really scared. Yeah, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, so I you know I could listen to my own advice. And then yeah. on the way home, she said, "Just take." You know, I just run a marathon, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just take a cab." And she's like, "No, no, take the train." Of course, I no, took no. the wrong train. No, I'll and get I ended a cab. Up in rural Germany, and yeah. I had to take a cab from somewhere yeah. else to the airport. Made yeah. me really stressed out. Yeah, um, yeah. So I get you, babe. And <laughs> if you hide that, so, and for someone else, it'll be I can't eat. I don't know. My food has to be separate on the plate. It'll be I don't know. We've all got a thing. I have to sit with my back toward the. To the wall or, you know, I have to be, I say to my kids, I have to be able to see the shooters, you know, if we're in a restaurant, like (laughs) I need to be able to see the door. You know, we've all got our shit. If you hide, of course you don't want to lead with it, but if you hide too much of that when you start seeing someone, they're going to be fucking shocked six months in when you're going Get out the Melways and find me a new yeah. restaurant. Like, actually reveal yourself. They take it or leave it. Yeah. Pop the pimple. Pop Don't it. Let it become a ball. Pop <laughs> it. Crack out a fart. See how it goes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Is that not one of the biggest dating dilemmas? At what point do you fart in front oh of the other God. person? I, I, <laughs> I did one the other night in bed and we'd just been saying, oh, I love you so much. I love you so much. I've been holding this farting in bed and then my fart just went. Like I was like releasing a balloon. He's like, that was so romantic, babe. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But it was just in this silence. So how far into this relationship did you start farting? 
I think it was about six weeks because I laughed <laughs> and then did a pop. And I then I sort of like was laughing and then clapping and he's like, nah, you, it that was a fart. I was like, yeah, it was a fart, babe. <laughs> I distinctly remember sitting on the porch of my caravan with you when you and I yeah. laughed so much that you snorted and farted at the same time. <laughs> and then I couldn't stop laughing and wet my pants. And it was such such a middle-aged lady scene of just like farty, snorting, pelvic floor issues. Oh, my God. One of us just needed to break the chair. That that is my fall back, break the chair. Oh, my God. One of us needed to go and complain about the noise at the next campsite and then we would have been like full middle-aged Karen. Oh, Karen Bingo, absolutely. absolutely beautiful. Oh, Helen Thorne, I do love you so. Oh, Nelly, you're a cup of joy. You're you're a superstar. It's just I beautiful just... for our listeners, and I, I know I've said it, but I'm going to say it again because I know how deep in the shit some of our listeners are emotionally. You were there. I cannot stress this enough. Yeah. yeah. You were there. And like you say, just a bit by bit where you go, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk today, you know, and six months later I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to register on Tinder. I'm going to see this friend I haven't seen. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to get a psychologist. I'm going to start lifting weights. None of these things happen in a week. No. They happen over years. And Mm. then the possibilities are endless. Look at you go. Your career's gone off, you're in love, your kids are happy, you've got more money, you're, like, shining. Yeah. I Yeah, I feel really fortunate and, and, you know, I have my shit days, but, but, but they don't seem so hard anymore. No. And, um, and I, yeah, I just feel such joy and I, I don't have any plans. When I was married, I was like, yeah. Everything was like, yeah, we'll work and then there'll be grandchildren and then retirement. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know. Nobody knows yes. what's going to happen next week. Oh. And that's embrace that. That's exciting. That is the best bit about ripping up the script because you also stop putting your shit on others. I'm the same with my kids. I'm like, I don't know if I'll get grandkids. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know if they'll yeah. travel with me. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I, I don't know. Like, so I'm not putting yeah. these generational expectations on them you know Mm. I can just enjoy them as the human beings that they are now in the same way that you can and to know that it is you know for you just to go back to you saying you know I feel very fortunate of course you're fortunate but you're also you've deliberately done this and that's the message I want to get across to listeners just Mm. do a, a thing a day a thing a yeah. week, uh, anything you can to rebuild, just do that thing. Even if it's as simple as I will cook myself a meal today, I'll get yeah. some nutrition into myself. Yeah, I will drink less this Friday. Yeah. I will, whatever it is, like just give yourself, and over time it really does add up. Yeah, it is. And it's, you it's get to a better place. Way. It's the only way you can do it is slowly. Yeah. And it's, and frustrating there's no time limit and my time limit it will be different to yours yes but every time you choose yourself you 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 move that little bit more forward you just you just do and it's such 
investment in 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 your happiness and that's that's one yeah. yeah and 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 also throw the measures of success out yes. the window okay? yes don't there's no more tick boxes there's nah. none none of that yeah. yeah totally your your script your list mm. not one of yeah. these ones that you find in the bloody sunday magazine or by looking next door or whatever because that p- yeah. picture that you see is not real anyway. We all know that. So actually yeah. really take that on board and live it and mm. um, be at least open to the possibility of hope. Yeah. You know, that right. things will get better. That doesn't mean I'll get a boyfriend. No. It means you'll feel better. Yeah. Exactly. You know, at some point. Oh, we'll be getting you back on for Thirsty Thirds, but I love you so much. And we love you. We, when's your new book out and what's it called? Um, So I'm writing a new book called Unbroken, which I'm going to interview 100 women from around the world who've all been broken and rebuilt themselves. Um, So be interviewing you, Nellie Thomas. I was going to say, I better be one of those bloody women. Fucking will be. <laughs> Fucking eight, mate. Listen to you. Now you've gone full circle. (laughs) (laughs) We will look out for that, but I'll also put links to your other stuff in the show notes and um, everyone can follow you and buy your book. And, I mean, I know so many listeners did last time as well. Absolutely glorious. So thank you, darling, Helen Thorne. And you enjoy this love. I fucking love love. I couldn't love seeing you in love anymore. It's just, like, glorious pretty it's pretty delicious yeah all right love you thorny love you ciao dear nelly i could use some advice dear nelly yeah some help would be nice dear nelly i'm eager to hear your point of view dear nelly there's a lot to explore dear nelly when you're 40 or more Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.